0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, buddy. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on The Break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Break. Today is going to be an exciting show. Hopefully, yeah. we have a lot of things to talk about. We're going to break down the Buccaneers offense. We're going to do some updates on the injuries. We're going to start off with the Pro Bowl. Mm. Uh, the
2: NFL. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that happened last night. That happened night. last night. The NFL announced uh, the Pro Bowl guys, five of them being the Cowboys, Byron Jones, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Zeke demarcus lawrence first impressions were any of these uh, come as a surprise for you guys were you surprised yes there's a couple of yeses
2: i'm absolutely surprised that byron jones made the pro Bowl in a good way shocked is a better way to put it he should be there he has had a phenomenal season he's been locking guys down all year and it's really encouraging that that got noticed because he doesn't have any interceptions uh i think it's it's a really encouraging sign that people are paying attention. And even if they're not watching the games, they're doing their research. At least I
3: didn't, I didn't go back to the entire league. I didn't have enough time, but I did go back to the entire Cowboys franchise history and no defensive back has ever made the pro bowl without getting a pick. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just what happens. And, but I think Dave said it best. I mean, the fact that you're, you're starting to see stats that, that aren't just about getting interceptions, but I mean, he's had a couple of opportunities, you know, he
2: has but i for the most part he's, he does his job and that's It's a lot like offensive line play like if you're not paying close attention there's not a lot of stats that can tell you but I do yeah I mean we said that yesterday I think it's a it speaks to the rise of analytics in football that you know pro football focus and there you know there's these companies that chart every play and they can give you a grade for how you're covering your guy there's bloggers out there that are putting gifs of the all-22 on Twitter for people to look at, and you know even if you're not watching the Cowboys every week, you're seeing what he's doing. I think that matters. Yeah, but I think I think that th- played a role in him getting the nod. And I think the other thing that to consider
4: here is that uh, the Cowboys are—I mean, not the Cowboys, but the league—is doing a third of the votes come from players, a third of the votes come from coaches, a third of the votes come from fans. Um, I think the more that players and coaches are kind of thinking about it and thinking about who did we play that was tough and who who gave us a problem and who really played well. And they don't they don't necessarily look at the numbers necessarily to make their decisions. They're basing it on who would we play that was tough. And I think that's probably a big nod to the fact that teams that have played the Cowboys have probably come out of that game thinking that cornerback's pretty good. And um and so I think I like you said Dave, I was I was shocked by it, but I was pleasantly shocked because I thought that he's played extremely well, and I was very happy to see that it didn't have to come down to just interceptions because a good cornerback can be a good cornerback regardless of whether he gets interceptions or not. That would be nice. you're yeah. wrong, it would be great. nice. And that's one of the knocks on this defense is they don't get enough turnovers. So it would be really nice if he could get it. But I still will say that, especially when you look at where he was a year ago yeah. at this time, I mean, it is a great story of what uh, what he's turned into here this year.
1: You know, I'll be honest, when, when I saw Byron Jones' name, I'm like, oh, that's great. It wasn't so much as a surprise as the surprise I felt personally when I saw Tyron Smith's name. because I mean, there's no denying his talents and what he still is. But in our eyes, what he's done this season, a lot of struggles. And it's just refreshing to see what everyone else around the league thinks of him and sees, his, sees him as.
2: Yeah, me and uh, Nick and I had a healthy back and forth about that last night. I mean, it's a testament to how good of a player he is. I mean, he has, has not been well, you're well, he's still a good player.
4: No, no, I'm saying, but it's also a testament yeah, to how good has a player he, yes. has he, you know, was, he has been.
3: Dominant. He been so yes, absolutely, yeah.
2: effortlessly dominant that he has played pretty good this season. And that's still good enough to be in the Pro Bowl. Yep. And, you know, to your point, I mean, you know, Teron Armstead with the Saints has had a great season. Uh, I thought I, I don't think Andrew Whitworth made it and that surprised me. Yeah. He's been really good, or maybe he's the backup or the alternate. But there aren't a lot of other, you know, at least in the NFC, like you're not looking around like Isn't you know,
4: there who's, a good tackle in New Orleans?
2: Teron Armstead. That's what he said. That's, uh, yeah, Armstead. Okay. Yeah. Um but there are, it's not a long list of other guys, you yeah. know, that that Tyron beat out and so I'm sitting here like, he really hasn't played up to his standard, which I still believe but that, that's how good his standard is that he's still a Pro Bowler having yeah, arguably his worst. This is his worst season since he started making Pro Bowls, I think. And he's still playing like a boss. So yeah. good for him.
1: Was there anyone that you feel that was kind of left out that you think was would have been deserving you know, to you know, make the Pro Bowl? I, I,
3: I know a lot of fans are going to probably say Leighton Van Der Esch, but... but keekley and Wagner are really, really good, and you <laughs> yeah. just can't jump yeah. into to, to that spot. And it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to do that. I know back in the back in the day, Urlacher, you know, had had all the you know Urlacher had the spot every year, where, you know, and then it was just hard to, to to jump in there. So it's not gonna be easy. But when you look at snubs around the league, way more really good players were getting snubbed than the Cowboys. I I you know I there's some there's some guys like Kamara and and. And then Leonard from the Colts and uh, Juju Schuster or Smith Schuster. But I
4: I think when you do that, though, you got to say who's the guy that should be out. Because I agree with you. There were some snubs. I'm having a hard time figuring out where Kamara gets Kamara gets in. He gets in on
3: the AFC team. <laughs> right. Philip Lindsay you can't put
4: him, made the team. But you can't put him on the NFC. I mean, he's, I on, he's an NFC oh. guy. It's, I don't think any of those go this out. This
3: is one of those years where they might have to reconsider. Is this the best option again? I mean, I know the NBA it's, toys with it every single year. Is it NFC versus AFC really the best option for Pro Bowls? Because you got running backs like McCaffrey and Kamara. That you, and you knew this was going to be a problem because yeah. Gurley, Barkley, and and Zeke all needed to be in.
4: I heard uh, someone say this. Uh, I think it was this morning. I, I thought it's actually a good idea. You know, they have some of these specialty positions that they that they put in the Pro Bowl now. Why don't they put in kind of that? Um, you know, they call him a joker, but it's kind of that running back that also a rest- make yeah. a flex position yeah, exactly. for the make Pro, a Pro flex Bowl because people like That'd Kamara and and McCaffrey for sure. Like yeah. that's made for guys like that that aren't necessarily your best running back. But you look at all of their skills all the way around. I mean, they are—they certainly deserve a nod to be at the Pro Bowl, and fans would love to see them at the and, Pro Bowl.
3: And, and the Pro—you're right—the Pro Bowl would be a great spot to have those guys yeah. out there. Cowboy-wise, though, to answer your question, I mean, Leighton—I um, I bet you—and I—I and was told by someone that might kind of know that he thinks Jalen and Leighton. Would be alternates, and he should nice. know. He should actually know if they are or That's not. I could and, bet, and, and I would imagine that they are. Uh, the problem is, is I don't. Carolina, and Seattle's not going to be in the Super Bowl, so How I don't do you know. Well, because they're not. Keep in <laughs> keep in mind, Carolina's lost six straight. <laughs> Carolina's and definitely Seattle's not. losing yeah. the first
2: playoff game when they come to 18-team Stadium. So there's no chance. No, I don't we'll, I'm in, I'm not, we'll see. It's <laughs> a different the different topic, but. <laughs> and and I don't I don't want to be the guy that gets riled up about the pro bowl cuz it's right. stupid at the end of the day but th- I would like to see them figure out a way to they need to reconfigure that because Layton Vanderesh is I mean, you're naming pass rushers as linebackers and so that's taking yes. away votes from guy and we saw i mean Sean Lee almost got screwed because they classified him as an outside linebacker yeah and he was so you're going up against Von Miller for outside linebacker and and I would imagine technically Layton is an outside linebacker outside so linebacker. Yeah. if you list him as an outside linebacker then he's going up against um who's he going who uh, at least one edge rusher for the yeah. NFC I um, already forgot I think Barr... Kerrigan, Barr, and, and Mac. Mac, Mac are all line linebacker. I mean, yeah. come on! But if you list him as an inside linebacker, then he's going up against Wagner and Keekly, who are two of the best they, to play the position in the last. I night really game, think I they should classify him as defensive
3: lineman, pass rushers, yes. and linebackers. I and let I the like pass rushers all go in there together. Yeah. And Which, I also, but then you're going to have a problem then. And then Demarcus Lawrence might yes, not make it.
4: Because there's some really good pass rushers no, now that now are going to get edged out by, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Either way, you're going to have there's some no, guys that aren't going
2: to be there. There's no great way to do it, but Leighton Van Der Esch does a very, very different job than Khalil Mack, and he shouldn't be losing I agree. votes. Also, I think it's weird that only two inside linebackers make the Pro Bowl team when three quarterbacks make it. Like, yeah, it's it seems like a kind of skimping on that position a little bit. Well, you
4: know what they do, and this is I used to we used to see this with other guys. Like I saw with Demarcus, they have guys that aren't used to really playing linebacker. That at the Pro Bowl, they're standing up as outside mm-hmm. linemen. not in a three four, in a traditional four three, yeah. and they're stand up linebackers. And it looks really weird because they're used to, usually have their hands in the ground because they play in a four three at defensive end. So it's just all the whole thing gets a little bit. Weird.
2: One other thought, too. I mean, even if Leighton Van Der Esch did get snubbed. Cowboys are not the team that should be complaining about that. No, like the power of the Cowboys. Like I, th- I looked it up, the only teams that have more players in the Pro Bowl than the Cowboys are like the thirteen and win teams, like the Chiefs and the Rams and the Saints. Chargers, like, Chargers the have the most. They have seven. They're they're eleven and three. Yeah, oh yeah. yes. I mean, I no doubt. Yeah,
3: good, yeah. but so, they're also but they're also considered one of the teams people forget about. It's true, but they don't have any fans.
2: The cow and, <laughs> and nobody forgets about the Cowboys. <laughs> they don't have any fans? They don't. Yeah, no, but that's really also don't. remarkable that they have the most number yeah. of that is tells you how good that team is. Yeah. James did. did make it. He did make it. Oh, sorry, Layton. If the <laughs> if the AFC title game is played in the StubHub Center, that's going to be bizarre because they'll be outnumbered in their building, most yeah, likely
4: in a playoff game like in, in the
2: AFC Championship. Like if yeah, they play the, the Steelers in the StubHub, it's it'll be I, I
4: guarantee you'll be black and gold everywhere. They, there will be there will be fans that come out of the woodwork that are now back mm-hmm. on the train Maybe. with the Chargers, yeah, Super but, it, Chargers, point, like, but it's hard five, because they it left happens. them. You know, huh? what I mean? San
2: Diego. I get it, but you left. know how it
4: is. You win, and all of a sudden, yeah. you get all these fans that you never saw before. There now, hey,
2: let me, big fans. Let me I wouldn't that. be able to do that. I would hop right back on the bandwagon, <laughs> right.
4: especially if it's only been like
3: two years since you were on
4: the bandwagon. Yeah. and You're like, yeah. I left for a reason, but
3: I'm kind of back. This is fun. <laughs> right. I will tell you what. Uh, one more guy to to mention is uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Like just the fact of what everything he's gone through. I mean, I think everybody here is excited about what he's done. He's 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 done. You know, just just basically for a whole year, just kind of been, you know, beaten down by by everything that was happening with the NFL and all that. And to come back the way he did, he got his body in shape. He got he got his mind right. He, he's been a better teammate. He's been a better player, better leader, a better leader, an all around player. He's, pat, he's catching the ball and he's doing things. You know, he's saying the right things. I mean, I, I'm I'm really happy for him, probably more
2: than anybody. It's been. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he was coming back from his suspension around this time last year and it's remarkable where yeah. he is now, you know. Hasn't hasn't been a negative storyline about him since then, really. Uh he's he is taken possession of this team and even during the season, like you have seen him grow and change and kind of take a hold of this team. It's been it's been cool to see and obviously he's having a great year as a player too. So
1: I'm so proud of him I'm not his mom or anything that's but yeah, it, it it feels like when you see somebody grow that way and do so well even in his attitude the way he walks around now he says hi to people right. he's that's smiling a big,
2: that's a big deal oh it, it, yeah I agree. like it, it's amazing it feels weird to be proud of some like I'm not I'm not related to Zeke like yeah. you know we have a, a very loose relationship you know like we're not friends but yeah it, it's I mean, been cool to see. No, i can't i don't want to say that well i was about to
3: say he asked you if you wanted something but i'm not going to say that i'm you yeah Locker he
2: asked me if i wanted a dip and i was like no i'm good thank you but fine <laughs> an odd offer huh that's an odd offer i should have taken it just for the story i should have been low, had you story. would have thrown
4: oh, i probably would have. yeah that would have been a bad i should add look i should have done it. that would have been a bad but you know even when and we talk about this a lot just being in the media Um, those guys that are willing to step up in good times and bad times. And the one thing I've noticed about him this year, every single game. Win, lose, doesn't matter. He's there. He is the first one to walk in that locker room yep. and say, what do you guys need? And he handles his responsibility. And to me, that is a responsibility and of being a professional athlete. He sets the it's tone. being accountable to fans through the media. He sets the tone, too. For yeah. the,
2: I mean, he, Dak gets all the credit for saying backs against the wall. Zeke was the first guy to say I'm, yeah. I'm, sure, right. I'm sure. I'm sure Jason, Jason was probably Jason the first was the
4: first guy to say it. Zeke and probably before. said it about ten times before they caught on. <laughs> he
2: was the first guy to take it to us, yeah. to take it. To the outside world. And he was the guy standing there in Indianapolis like, that sucked. We're not doing that again. Right. That's piss poor. Yep. Like, yeah. He, yeah, he has become, and I asked him about that um, a couple weeks ago, just, you know, has it been easier to be that guy because of, you know, Jason Witten's gone and Dez is gone. And he's like, I don't think it made it easier. It just, I didn't have a choice. And step up. Yeah, he's nice. like, you know, who's going to be that guy when Jason Witten's 10 feet away, but he's not here. And yeah. so. Somebody had to do it, and, and he's that's done the, a great job. He could, he could walk around and be like, "Go, jacket
4: Witt, you know, go J- Witt, you know." He could be playing around and be playful. Zeke, when Witten was the one handling the responsibilities of talking to the media every right. game, now he's that guy, and those young guys are looking to him to be the the leadership in he's that, s- that locker room. Still, plenty playful. Absolutely, FYI, that's, but, And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. But yeah. he has yeah.
2: a he has a responsibility too, and he's taking that responsibility seriously. This the twelve months since you know yeah, this time last year they were getting ready to play the Seahawks, it was do or die. That was his first game back, right? Yeah. And I never these twelve months have been perfect for him. I never would have guessed it would be as smooth as it's been. And yeah, I'm I'm proud of him.
1: And the great thing you also see him do so good on the field and yet he's not walking around like a diva. Like it doesn't get to his head. And when he talks to me, one of the things I really appreciate from him. It's how real he is. He he will tell it how it is without being disrespectful, just keeping it very professional, but giving you something that's real and not. I mean, Dak is a great speaker and stuff, but sometimes it's kind of coded, kind of like what Jason does. It and, and has
3: to be. Yeah. It, it the has, quarterback
1: to be. has to be. Yeah, yeah. It has to yeah. be. But, yeah. you know, like last week, last weekend when Zeke talked, he's just very honest. You know, that was embarrassing. We shouldn't be playing like that. So, as someone that you're listening, whether you're a reporter or a fan, you really appreciate when someone is just being honest and yeah. real. All right, let's take our Wait, fir-
3: real quick um, before we. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to just leave out anyone. I mean, Zach Martin always gets kind of left out of stuff. Makes <laughs> the Pro Bowl as well. He didn't get left out of Pro Bowl. No, no, he didn't. He didn't. But we, we just like kind of gloss over. We're him. just
1: used to it. Real he's, quick, game
3: Mel Renfro. Yeah. Yeah. Emmitt Smith. Zach Martin, the only players in the history of the Cowboys to start their career with five straight Pro Bowls. Mm. Those guys were good. Renfro did it ten,
2: Emmett six, Zach five, fame and I bet he keeps. Of moving. Honor Hall of Fame, of fame. Oh, best player on this team, best guard in football, and absolutely is and, laying the foundation oh, for a Hall of Fame. He's group. in, and he's, there. it's like one way. Like, didn't uh, even look. Hadn't. Nothing has been hard for him. Like, and that's not obviously he works hard. All, but like, yeah all pro from the day he got and if here. you wonder
3: how good he is just watch uh, the Colts game and watch Adam Redmond and those guys struggle <laughs> and you know
4: him. here's the interesting part about him you, you think about it and I can maybe I can maybe remember three or four times since he's been with the Cowboys where I've seen him get beat yeah think about that oh, like yeah of all those games like three or four times I, can, I have in my mind like I have a mental image
2: of him getting beat and the ones that's not very often the ones that stand out <laughs> At least the the ones that come to mind are from this year when he's been hobbled. Right, exactly. When he's not at full strength. Exactly.
1: And last weekend was the first game for him to ever miss in his career. That's which is amazing. So
2: much that it was in his hometown. Yeah, I know. It sucks. And
4: like you said, Nick, the likelihood he'll be around. When that happens again. He won't. Eight years from now. He's, sort of stuff.
2: he's a Hall of Famer. He's well, probably still playing in eight.
4: Well, Maybe. 12-year I mean, Tyron career, Smith. Tyron Smith's is a good example. Yeah. Like, he's a really good player, but anybody willing to say Tyron has another six years? He
3: hasn't had the same kind of injuries. Not yet, but... Not, okay, no. okay not that's yet. not even... I'm just saying
1: NFL's talking. Ah, let's, go, let's, go 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 exactly. let's go to a break. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll break down the Buccaneers offense, and then we'll discuss some Cowboys injury. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a...
0: Get the live sports you love. Try Direct TV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirectTVNow.com. Direct TV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little little package. After three months for news monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. You
5: want the most interesting, up to the minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk extra,
0: When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.comslash football. Back to the break.
1: Welcome back. This is the second segment of the break. We're going to get into some of the guys that were at practice, some of those who weren't. Yesterday, You guys talked a lot about David Irving on the show. We heard Jerry Jones basically say that he expects him to be back on the field pretty soon. Or this year, sometime, who knows. But we've also talked about the amazing, incredible talent that he has. Now, when you see a guy that hasn't been practicing all this time and being away from football all of this time, where does that leave that? Do you actually see this as being a possibility for him to get back on the field despite all of the time that he has missed.
3: Well, um, you know, I think he's right now he's back here working with the trainers. Um, From what it sounds like around the building, he's not really close to getting there Um, conditioning-wise. And you expected that. You didn't expect that he would be... Gone from the team and doing all this great conditioning work because when you have a high ankle sprain, that's I mean, it's really hard to do a lot. How are you going to condition? Yeah, I mean, bike, I guess. I mean, you could do that, but they got like the pool thing where you can be underwater and take pressure. I don't think he was doing that uh, at all, (laughs) and I think he was he's getting back into football shape right now, and that's going to be tough for him. Now, like you said, he's he's a freak, and you know he he could kind of get back out there. I don't think he plays this week. I don't know. Jason
2: talked a little bit about him. Yeah, he's still a ways off. I. And that's that's always the difficulty when when Jerry says something like that. You kind of I, I I dial down my optimism somewhere between twenty five and fifty yeah. percent from what J- Jerry usually says. So if he I'm, I don't want to rule it out because he's a freak and they, you know they're gonna play beyond week seventeen most likely. And but I I don't I wouldn't bet on it until the playoffs if that.
1: Even in the shape that you think is in right now would you still consider him better than some of the guys that are on the defensive line right now
2: no
4: because the thing about it is i don't think you can i don't think you would replace one of the guy one of those guys that's playing regularly right. with him you might add him in and then what you would do is you'd say okay we'll give you 10 snaps and and then you you kind of mitigate the fact that he's not that he may not be in the best shape and you try to work him back into what? shape playing a couple snaps what but I would that's like all you
3: can do I'm sorry what I would like to see I in mean, and, and I'm sure the Cowboys would love this luxury he probably won't play this week go out there win the game get your hats win the division do that go to New York now you got to make the decisions to make on how you handle certain players certain injuries whatever um I would play him I would I would play him in that game I would say you, would, would you play him a lot though I would play him till until you know, to put, his tongue just it, yeah hanging which, on the ground. Which right now could be for So plates. you're going the hard route yeah.
4: of, of how you teach somebody how to swim. You just throw him in, like well, you'd I mean, be like, I'm just going to get you in shape by is. running you to death in a game.
3: Well, I mean, I think you know he's going to be working all this week.
2: All Not a
1: bad idea. Week. I'm with you. Get in there
2: and play <laughs> that <laughs> game, I, remember. Remember, Amber loves the <laughs> tough love strategy. No way. That's oh my how you god. get
1: better.
3: Can, can you imagine, poor Diego?
4: <laughs> his
2: life is oh
3: hard. god. god. She she's the closest thing to oh, Bear Bryant. She doesn't even know really about Bear Bryant. But that whole she's hardcore. Yeah. (laughs) yeah
1: I've had junction teachers boys. that have been really with me, boys, and I've yeah. done better because of that. You know, I, I
4: what they were hard. On, you say they were hard. Yeah, yeah,
1: you. yeah. I I hated them at the time, but then eventually, well, when I mature, I mean, I was very thankful.
3: What are we talking about here? I mean, what three years ago was like? How much do you know about <laughs> football? I, not really. Anyway, go go cover right. the Cowboys. So <laughs> that's pretty much what's happened. That's, yeah, she pretty true. much got
2: hazed on the job. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's the, good. The beauty of the D tackle spot. It kind of reminds me of line the line. You know, the Sean Lee, Leighton Vander Esch argument. I mean, if you can get him in a spot to play ten snaps, could he bring and and I'm not trying to dog Karan Reed, but could he give you ten snaps that are better than what Karan Reed's doing? Because that's I don't have his snap count handy, but it isn't high, you know. And so if you can get him in that spot, he could do some work with ten snaps. I mean, his first snap back after a four game absence, he got right in Blake Bortle's face. So that was I would he could do it. He's gonna I mean I'm setting my expectations real, real low. But if he could get to a spot where he could give you 10 snaps, it's fine with me. But I would would ease him back more because I think tired players tend to get hurt.
4: Um, And I wouldn't want to risk him getting hurt because he's so tired that his technique is all off and he's not as aware. and, And he's just trying to survive. And then you end up with another injury. Um, so for me if you're gonna p- try to play him that last game I-, I would ease him back give him a couple snaps just see how it goes see how he feels after the game because that helps you see if you get any swelling get see if you know, all those kind of things that you just kind of want to check you want to see yeah. before you just give him a full load and you give him a chance just to kind of start working his way back into shape because that's hard when you're sitting and you have an injury that doesn't allow you to really um really keep your your wind up as much as you want you know when you got a leg injury it's hard to keep you win the way you want and keep yourself in football yeah. shape. So
1: you have to I, find a good balance. Yeah, I think there.
4: I'd give him. I'd give him a little bit
2: of
1: time. Now Zach Martin, he was back at practice. Xavier Suafilo. No,
2: Zach Martin is not back at practice.
1: I thought he was. No,
2: he's working with the training staff. He's not practicing. So he's out there, but not with the team. He's like over to the side. Yeah, on the side. Which that is? I don't know
1: where I saw that in my mind. I thought he was like doing well. I guess that just doing which it to the side.
2: Jason Garrett said Xavier Suafilo probably wasn't going to practice, and he still might not. But he was out there in uniform, so yeah. he might still be working with the trainers. We don't get to see all the practice, but wearing a shield. Yep, he's got a shield. As I would, <laughs> I too. would assume
4: for the rest of his career, he probably.
2: I'm could. gonna. Like I know. Eight, I would. I'm gonna wear a shield just uh, in regular exactly. life. We're after, all gonna wear shields after that from the press box. I don't think yeah, you thing. can. I think it's an NFL.
3: I don't think you can just do that.
2: Yeah. No. You it's can't. it's just the. No, it's of... just the dark ones. Like if if you just want to wear a clear visor, yeah, I you think you can, can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's the the mirrored ones and the, and the you know dark the Joker one that Odell has. You can't do that. <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah, so they're they're working their way back, encouraging that it you know, it's Wednesday and they're doing stuff, so um
1: anybody else that stood out as far as
2: Swaim's, getting
1: into action?
4: Swayne's gonna be gone till maybe playoffs, right? Like yeah. he didn't have a chance in the regular season. I
2: he's... wouldn't think the so. The cast is off though, correct? it's different and uh, he's still he's wearing yesterday. something i think it's different than it was but he's still wearing something all right so yeah so he's got I, a little ways to go he doesn't even have to cast off that, that's that um and you know i mean i guess it's it's not hurting you because you have four tight ends but like that almost seems like wishful thinking to me kind of like the travis frederick deal but i'm um, you know if he can get back for a playoff game i guess that's something and i will say this the way the tight ends
4: in my opinion have played these last couple weeks I feel like they're getting a little bit of production, a little bit more production of yeah. their tight ends than they, they probably were getting earlier in the yeah. season. So I'm a little—that doesn't—again, I, I would love to have Swain back because he just adds another piece. But I think right now I'm not as worried about the tight end position as I as I once was.
2: But the, on, the only guys that just absolutely were not at practice were Zach, Swain, and Irving, which for mid-December, that's pretty remarkable. I'm sure the injury could be report. like
4: the Rams and have no injury report as they were this last game. Seriously? Yeah.
2: Wow. Must Somebody nice. made
4: mention of that going into that game like Must they be had nice. nobody on their injury report. Well, oh, they probably do now, Gurley. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. He wasn't on there because they said that that was an injury that no. Was there before we'll be the game, right? Careful. So we'll see why
2: he wasn't on the injury report. Uh, CJ, CJ Goodwin is back oh, to yeah. practice. Uh, he's not off of IR, but much like about him. Well, literally. Hey, who are you? No, no, no. No, like, like, he, this is important. No, no, I know. He played super well. They, I mean, he's, he was a gunner for about three weeks here. Yeah. He was special team's boss. But, I mean... In the ebb and flow and the craziness of a season, like I had to yeah. remind myself who he was, so I'm sure I just
4: forgot he was I forgot that he was on a, on IR.: Yeah
2: like I, I yeah. just completely forgot. He him. broke his forearm in in Washington, they put him on IR. They have not brought him back, so they, they have they've already brought one guy back, right, right? which is what so it's important. Brown.: Yes, it's important to designate that they haven't brought him back because they are out of IR spots if they do that, so I think they're going to let him practice. Who else do they have on parents. Terrence, Travis, uh, no, with somebody. <laughs> right. Terrence Williams is.
4: Not I forgot back. about Terrence. I mean, Terrence, just like, tell, you, just tell me somebody on IR
2: that's even a possibility because I don't know if they got anybody else on IR that's I think a possibility. It's pretty much CJ because yeah. Travis and Terrence aren't coming. That ain't back. coming. Yeah. That ain't happening. Yeah. Cedric Wilson, uh, he ain't coming back either. Uh, he can't. Dayton he Jones? can't come back. Dayton is interesting. Yeah, I guess theoretically. I've Never even seen him. He got hurt, like, heading into the... I see him at practice all what the about time. Yeah, what about in the, in the cafeteria. Who? Time. Parker. Who? Tony Parker? He plays park. for the Bobcats now. Not the Bobcats, the Hornets. Wow. Parker. Can you tell I'm not an NBA
3: fan? <laughs> anger.
2: What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anger? The uh, the offensive lineman, the guy they traded for. He was here for, like, maybe eight or nine hours? Yeah. Like, before he got I, hurt. was the guy they traded for while we were in Houston oh, for the last
1: preseason. Oh, now game. I remember. Yeah.
2: Parker Anger. <laughs> forgot oh, yeah. about him.
3: Yeah, that's a good that's, one. Now that's that's a definitely It's you, it's
2: fun to go back and like really rem, try to remind yourself everything that happens over the course of a Marcus season. Marcus Martin? Yeah, forgot about him too. He hurt his toe. He's gonna be ready. Kind of shape, you like, think he's Yeah, I was about to say that he, that he could actually. But again, didn't he went to IR before? I forgot what was his injury again. He got Uh-oh. hurt in training Uh-oh. camp, right? He went to IR before the season started. I thought. Which, if you go to if if you're not on the roster when they cut it, you can't come back. Right, right. Which is oh. why Cedric will Cedric come back. Jamil, so he and Cedric go out there. showers,
3: yeah. Jamil. Cj Goodwin, Cj Goodwin is a guy that I know. Uh, special teams coach Keith O'Quinn loved what he did, and and you know. You get to this point in the season, you're going to have games where you might have to punt, and it's you know, I guess I would say colder weather. Uh, maybe not because if you get to the playoffs, you're going to have the first games going to be at home, a bunch this, of dome.
2: Uh, unless, and, and and then, unless Chicago does something.
4: Chicago's the only. Is that the only team that that's a real cold weather city that yeah. that would be in the playoffs that doesn't have a dome? Seattle, but they are. That's not a cold weather. City. Well, have, yeah,
2: it can it can be. But they're cold. not. That's rainy. like Dallas to me. They're not in position to play oh. a playoff game. I don't know. Well, don't ask Amber. It looked— <laughs> Yeah, it would be cold. <laughs> what was Miami is what cold. Is the temperature so. the night of the Romo game? I mean, that's a great— exactly. Yeah. Was It'd it be in the
4: 40s. I mean, like, I don't think Seattle gets a lot colder than that. There, they don't get a ton of snow. There, <laughs> yeah, you, you get a little bit.
3: You actually are on record of saying that if the Cowboys open their roof that that in a game this year that it's going to be affecting, like, the team. <laughs> that's heat.
4: true. That's not cold it's it, heat
3: it, there's a very big difference but it that's wasn't heat. it's not cold it wasn't hot
2: no this was, was like, like 2 weeks ago you're like a okay. roof open? cuz that's going to make a difference for
4: athletic i'm telling you 80 is it go go do some research on temperatures and how how people perform in okay. in warmer temperatures. i I'm, I'm telling you there's serious the temperature is, is very serious there is, there is seriously there's research around it where performance declines based upon temperature i'm just telling you the okay. warmer it gets the, the more performance
3: declines what do you think what affects the game the most a 72 72 is room temperature In 80 degree weather Or forty degree weather with possible rain in Seattle. Rain is different. Rain Rain
4: is different. Rain is different because then you got to deal with slipperiness. But if you're talking about forties versus eighties, forties is much better for athletic performance than eighty. I can't even. Sorry to
1: get hot. I'm sorry to stop this.
2: I can't even see the road anymore. Interesting (laughs) conversation (laughs) over here, but we need to go to (laughs) break. (laughs) This is not an interesting conversation. Let's take a
1: break, and when we come back, we'll finally hit the Bucks offense.
0: It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys.
5: Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64-ounce the growler. Mmm, I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Back to the break. Today's Tommy
3: John read is going to be brought to you by Derek. Tommy John. Derek is going to read it, just like he threw it at (laughs) at Dave yesterday. All right. Dave handled it, so Dave. Hopefully, this isn't one that says off season.
4: Oh Jesus. Okay. Uh, Nestle your boys in Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They feature their their feature pack and feel amazing. And if you disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or their free guarantee. So make sure you go to uh, tommyjohn.com forward slash Cowboys, 20% off your first order. They also have the specialty Cowboys version of the Tommy John underwear that you'll have Cowboys written down the side uh, of where, your of Where your do leg. you break
3: that one out? Everyone's got one, right?
4: You know, I actually Those I actually don't do that for game day anymore. I did it for game day one You're week, out. and it, it did.
3: No, I'm it
1: saying we're running out of time. I'm like,
2: Amber's trying to I, I'm trying Nobody, to you, you don't care about but, the Bucks. You don't care. No, we still no, have not gotten to the
1: Bucks. Exactly. Oh,
2: We're getting there. Let's go. I'm
1: just saying, uh, Nick talks about me making comments about Tommy John, but he is the worst. He just keeps it going. All
3: right, let's go. Keenan okay. McCardell. Do we need to
1: push Derek, the read. I
4: know. Do we need to push the Bucks offense to tomorrow and do offense and defense in one day?
2: <laughs> we can do that. It's fine. I don't know, you well, tell. What You're what running the show, so what feel else? free.
3: What else did we not hit on? Hey, injuries. if
1: you want to do that, it's fine. I got other questions. Yeah, if let's you tell you what. Let's we'll do, do that. that.
4: Let's we'll do, do that. offense and defense. Oh, tomorrow. Also, you have an easy right. show
1: tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> I know exactly right. We got. We got. I don't have to do any We, press got, stuck, <laughs> we got stuck with the rain. You know, the rain forecast in Seattle. <laughs> All went, right. So we tell went me a little talking about cowboys John. today. <laughs> Love it.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I there's an interesting question, and I've been seeing a lot of fans kind of say this, and we heard what the the Cowboys talked about. After the loss, making comments in regard to, well, this is, it kind of shows you that you're not entitled to things and you kind of, you need to win. You need to get it for yourself. And I've seen comments saying the Cowboys needed this loss. Do you guys agree with this or disagree? And if you do agree with this, what would be the mentality about around that whole thing of saying maybe they did need this kind of loss?
3: I don't think you can answer that right now. I really don't because Mm -hmm. I think if they lose the next two games, you're going to say like, now they went to Indianapolis. They were, you know, they were too, you know, big for themselves. Whatever you want to say, and they got beat and they couldn't handle it. If they come back and smash the Bucks, then you can say that. But I I think it's a little early to to say that
2: right now. Yeah, very Rowan like. No, I mean, well, riding the fence is okay sometimes if it makes sense. Um, I think. It's it's a nice little line, and if that makes them feel better, then great. And yeah, especially if it helps them bounce back. Like if if that's what they want to tell themselves, then I'm all in favor of it. But I I don't really necessarily buy it because we've seen you know the the 2016 team didn't need for that to happen. I mean I know they lost to the Giants, but they lost basically two meaningful games all year. Which the flip side is that they went one and done in the playoffs, but. I just, I you don't need for that to happen to keep your focus and and keep doing things the way you are supposed to. That's, I mean, I give Jason Garrett credit for that all the time. It's like he keeps his guys on task, which it's unusual to see them get. I mean, obviously shut out, but lose by twenty plus points. It doesn't happen all that often under his watch. So, and I knew he was going to take issue with that, which he he was like, "No, I don't, I don't agree with that. We sucked, like we didn't do our jobs." So, like I said, if it makes him feel better, then fine, but. I don't buy that they needed it.
4: Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you guys are saying. The one thing I will point out though is, um, I do think that personally, I think there was a lot of marketing going on last week, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes when you have a young team, they start getting some success and they start uh, maybe they do get a little bit unfocused. And not 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 to say that in practice they're worried about how they're going to sell their t-shirts, but maybe they're spending a little more time away from. You know, football kind of getting into that kind of stuff. And maybe it can kind of help you kind of you're, – you're too focused on too many things rather than being singularly focused on just football. And at this time of the year, you want your guys singularly focused yeah. on football. So I think for a young team, and it, it, it remains to be seen whether this will be the case here. Right. Yeah, But it could be a situation where it makes them say – you know, guys, let's chill out on the hard hats for a minute. Let's let's chill out on all the T-shirts and the eyeglass line and all that. Let's just chill on that for a second. Let our agents handle that stuff. Let's just worry about football for now. Let's get ourselves refocused yeah. and let's do what we got to do. And if and if that was the case, and they did get a little bit unfocused, and this has a way of refocusing them, great. Not saying that's necessarily what happened, but if it did, then this that could be a good thing, and that could be something that could refocus who, them going into.
3: Who do you think's the greatest team of all time? Like one of the greatest teams of all time? Bears. Eighty-five Bears. Eighty-five bears. talks about them all the time. Yep. Eighty-five Bears. They they were you know steamrolling everybody. About midway through the season, they came up with the idea to do their Super, Super Bowl, Bowl shuffle. shuffle, and they went and they did the they did in studio probably on a Tuesday, and they did their and about didn't 10, affect
1: the
4: practice time or, or anything. Twelve guys
3: yeah. had parts, all that. They lost the next game. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> and then they won the rest, and they won. <laughs> right. They were now the, the great one of the greatest teams. And again, it doesn't
4: life. say that that's the way it happens for everything. I'm just saying that sometimes you start getting some success. And you start thinking about other things. Yeah. Hey. And this has sometimes a loss has a way of making you yeah. say maybe let me slide away from that stuff for a minute. And get I'm back to just not going.
2: I'm bit. not going to apologize for it because it's our job. But I mean, you know, we made a, we made the playoff scenario video, and you know, we're we're having meetings, gearing up for what a playoff what we trip. do though. No, I, yeah. exactly. And I'm yeah. not apologizing for that, but. That that gets noticed, you know. Like when you know the buzz in this building was yep. about the playoffs, and I'm I would not be surprised if some guys got caught up in that. So if this helps them refocus, yeah, like you said, more power to you. I don't I don't think you need it, right? Because right. good teams can do that
4: without needing. And definitely a loss. mature veteran teams can. Again, yeah. don't forget that this is a young team. Yeah, some of these guys this is their first bout with success because they've only been here a year or two and they're just, this is their first experience with having NFL success. So yeah. for them, it may feel yeah. very different than a guy who's been 10, you've been around 10 years and knows, man, you ain't accomplished nothing yet. You know, it's, so. it's
3: a perfect setup for them too. I mean, they, they did face a tough team in Indianapolis that yep. had a lot to play for. And they were, they were surging as well that, you know, they're just as hot as the Cowboys. And then now they're facing a team with Tampa Bay that just keeps flipping a coin on which quarterback they want to play. And, you know, and they're not very good. And they got some good players. We're going to talk about their offense and defense tomorrow. But I'm just saying, this is a good team to come into AT&T Stadium for them and saying, you know what, you're way better than this team. You know, they don't—they're not very good. Let them know early, and then you know. I just saw a stat: that the Cowboys are seven and zero when they're when they're leading at halftime. So get the ball, take the ball on when you when the Bucks win the toss. Take the ball, go down there.
2: We're going to take the ball and we're going to score yeah mad so assleback careful, yeah. careful with that <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right well before i know I know what the what everything that you guys said after seeing that kind of loss, but before since the moment the guy stepped off the bus, was your perception of how this team was becoming of what this team was becoming was it kind of like okay, maybe they do need to kind of chill out a little bit or um. I'm not sure how to word it, but... When
3: I saw the hard hats, um, I wasn't... And this
1: was the first time they wore the hard hats yeah. coming off the bus.
3: Like, I, I thought... I, I was the hot, right, way the hot wrong. boys. Just I, yeah, the yeah, hot boys. boys. I thought the Cowboys were going to work. I said on that pregame show that the Cowboys were going to blow them out. You so, I, I'm completely... You said it before flipped. the pregame show, during the pregame show, and after the pregame. Yeah. yeah. Completely <laughs> wrong. So... When I saw the hard hats, though, my, my thought was, oh, this looks bad. I just was like, <laughs> maybe we're a little too – this is getting a little too far. But not to the, f- the point where I thought it would affect yeah, yeah, the Yeah, of course. And I don't think that did affect the team. I just – you know. But I, I was surprised by that that performance. I really thought the Cowboys yeah. were going to go out there. I thought their defense was going to – you know. They say defense travels. I didn't. I think it's did still it was back in Frisco. I,
4: I mean, I saw the hard hats, and I, I didn't travel with you guys too – Indianapolis, I met you guys there and I didn't see, so I didn't see the hard hats until game day and we were walking off the bus and I was like, oh, that's new, that's different. And my first reaction was not anything negative, it was that, oh, okay, they're, yeah. they're yeah. because they're all we've heard this season, all we've seen this season is that DeMarcus is like, yeah, we're going to play ball and then they go play ball, right? And so I just expected that was going to be more of that. Yeah, they're, they're putting this Hot Boys thing in your face and they're putting it out there, but they're backing it up. So mm-hmm. keep doing it. I don't care. That's yeah. great. Yeah. They just didn't perform like that, and this is really, in my opinion, the first time this season when they didn't perform.
2: And that's up the only to the time top. that
1: it comes back to you. Yes, yeah, exactly Which, yeah
2: right. and that, I mean it's hindsight, and yeah. that, and like I said, if it helps them refocus, that's fine. I. Love it when guys are interesting, so I'm not going to kill him for that. Right, I love it. No, it keep it going me. if you're if you're winning.
3: I, I agree with you there, and I, I think it's been a great thing. I think what Demarcus has done, he's brought, and I always say this, he brought guys like Woods and uh, Antoine Woods, Karan Reed, uh, Daniel Ross. These guys have a. I don't want to say they have a purpose. I mean, of course they have a purpose, but but I mean they're on the team and, right. and they're, they're getting talked about but they've got to be hungry and those ross and woods they got to this point they've been cut before by other teams by this team now they're they're here and this is their moment and like they gotta those guys they gotta be the ones making sure you don't leave it for and i'm not saying they did i'm saying players in general make sure that you're not leaving early to go when you really have more tape to watch you just got to stay focused there
2: what's funny and so we're all pretty much in agreement about that but it just depends on who you ask like Old school, hard nosed football guy Brian Broadus, like he probably hates that. W- well, weeks before the hard hats even showed up, like I'm talking weeks ago, like after three wins, you just hear Brian like, "A lot of people acting a little too happy around here, <laughs> like nothing's been accomplished yet." I'm just like. <laughs> Chill out, you old. That's the thing about veterans, kill, and that's what a veteran adds to a locker room, right? When
4: yeah. you got those old heads in there that are like, dude, I've been through this before, and I've gone on these kind of runs, and then we end up doing nothing. Yeah. Understand, we haven't accomplished anything. Yeah. Here, do
3: you feel you know? like? Because when did the hot boys really come out? Like, when, no, I mean, like the, this, like, no, no, this year. since training camp, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. Like, do you feel like this is something last year? They're like, we should call, we should be like the hot boys. And we should not last year, and all of a sudden, Witten came over, like, what's going on? No, no, no! I'm not no, having that's... that. Dumb. <laughs>
2: like, wait till he's gone. Whenever he's gone, we're gonna do it at the at the press conference. They're like, "Hot, boy. boys." boys. <laughs> the irony is that the guy that came up with the name hasn't gotten a jersey the last two weeks, but that's okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's DeMarcus' <laughs> it's DeMarcus's group now, anyway. It but... is absolutely his yeah. guy.
1: All right, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Tomorrow, Dave is gonna fully dissect double dip, do five and nine Buccaneers team. <laughs> For Derek Eagleton, Nick – what's your last name? Eman. Nick Eman. Oh, there we go. David Hillman, (laughs) Amber Garcia. (laughs) This has been the Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?